What up, what up, what up? Brothers and sisters, I, just I don't, don't know what this world is coming to. to. What up, what up, what up, y'all? Tap in to King Full Disclosure Show. Derek Lamont wins the first. Bobby Rich Green, Dick Dashley. Lisa Lisa, the little lady of the house. You know where we tell it like in T.I.S. You know what it is. What's going on with everybody, fam? How we doing? How we living? Yeah, man, we made it another week. I want to say happy birthday to little six Kofi. It's his first birthday. I want to say happy birthday to all the Sagittarius. Yeah. There. Happy, happy birthday, birthday to my cousin Tina Mitchell. Yeah. Happy birthday to you today. Happy birthday, Miss Lanita Glass. Her birthday is today. Hey, what's going on, Lanita? That's my sister. You know what I'm saying? Yes, you did. Happy birthday, my son coming season. up. You know, yeah, my son coming up oh, on the 11. Yes, indeed. Yes, yes, and yes. Dick Dashley to my left right hey, here will be know, coming up right shortly yeah. after. That's how I do it. My birthday every year. Yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed. Lord willing. Lord willing. Ain't nobody ain't guaranteed to nobody. Hello, <laughs> Eleanor Reeves, Marquez Johnson. How y'all doing today? Thank you for joining us. Yes, indeed. Thank you, thank you, thank you, man. We want to uh, thank everybody that's been rocking with us. Again, we're trying to push the platform forward. So like and share, share and like. Tell family and friends and can who telling it like a T.I. is. You know what I'm saying? Y'all can tell I watch Dolomite Slay thing on the day. Way down in the jungle's <laughs> yes, deep. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, yes, yes. Man, this water is ice cold. This is nice right here. Got that good refrigerator. Breaking news. We got cold water. Cold water. <laughs> Cold water, ice cold. It was cold as ice. <laughs> so, uh, what's going on, fam? We, uh, hey, I, I think we got some good topics today. Yeah, it's going to be a real good show. <laughs> it's going to be a good show. And uh, I guess uh, we can go ahead and get into the proceedings. We're trying to give people time to get on here. But uh, y'all checking in the V4 Disclosure Show. Derek, Derek Lamont was the first. Bobby Rich Green, Dick Dashley. And the little lady of the house, Miss Lisa Burnett. And I guess we can go ahead and get into the social media posts of the week. Well, let's talk about some it. Bullshit. Yeah, man. I'm going to share a link with y'all. We're going to talk about this man, George Zimmerman. George Zimmerman, as a reminder, George Zimmerman is the man who killed Trayvon Martin, who was a teenager a few years ago. Uh, coming back from the store, George Zimmerman saw him with his hoodie on, said he suspected suspicious behavior, began to follow him. He called 911. 911 told George Zimmerman to stop following the young man. George Zimmerman disregarded that, kept following the young man, eventually got into an altercation with the young man once they started tussling, and George Zimmerman shot him to death. George Zimmerman then went on trial. He was never charged with the initial uh, shots, so um, it made it very hard when the court did have to decide on this case. In Florida, where it happened, Sanford, Florida, they had something called a stand your ground law, and George Zimmerman was able to get off scot free. Um, we were all wondering how he got the stand your ground defense, considering that the 911 operator told him, Do not engage, uh, do not follow, but he did not listen, he did it anyway, and then this young teenager ends up dead. Now, what's going on with George Zimmerman? Uh, just so you know, even after that altercation with this young man, Trayvon Martin, he has been in several other altercations in which he's pulled guns and had the police called on him and has seen other suits outside of this. In addition to this, he has been spotted at gun shows selling Skittles, which is the snack that Trayvon Martin was buying when he went to the store and he was murdered unjustly. So, uh, and uh, he was signing, he was selling autographed Skittles. So, George Zimmerman has now filed a lawsuit for defamation against Trayvon Martin's family. I'm just going to go ahead and read this. This is from NPR. George Zimmerman is suing the family of the teenager he shot nearly eight years ago, seeking more than $100 million from Trayvon Martin's parents, their attorneys said, and their attorneys and others. Zimmerman claims he was the victim of a conspiracy along with malicious prosecution and defamation. Martin's family has responded with a statement saying there's no evidence to back Zimmerman's contentions that he was a victim of a conspiracy. Zimmerman was acquitted on all charges related to his shooting of Martin, who was 17 and unarmed when Zimmerman shot and killed him in a gated Florida community where Martin's father lived. 
Zimmerman claimed he shot Martin in self-defense during the scuffle. What's up, Baba Patel? Zimmerman had faced charges of second-degree murder and manslaughter in the case, which also shed light on Florida's Sandra Ground law. Zimmerman and his lawyer, the controversial attorney, attorney Larry Clayman, alleged that Rachel Gentile, a key witness for the prosecution who testified about being on the phone with Martin just before the shooting, was an imposter. The accuser of standing in for another teenager, Brittany Diamond Eugene, whom the suit describes as Jean-Tel's half-sister who did not want to testify in the case. In the lawsuit filed in the Florida State Court, Zimmerman and Clayman alleged defamation by Martin family attorney Benjamin Crump. Their suit also names Martin's parents, Sabrina Fulton and Tracy Martin, along with Jean-Tel and Eugene also included several Florida prosecutors, the state of Florida, and the law enforcement department in HarperCollins, which recently published Open Season, Crump's book about violence towards black people. Responding to the lawsuit, Crump's office released a joint statement in which the attorney and Martin's parents said, and I quote, I have every confidence that this unfounded and reckless lawsuit will be revealed for what it is, another failed attempt to defend the indefensible and shameless attempt to profit off the lives and grief of others. Accusing Zimmerman of re-victimization or re-victimizing individuals whose lives were shattered by his own misguided actions, Crump, Fulton, and Martin said there is no credible proof that Zimmerman that Zimmerman's claims, to back his claims. This tale defies logic, they said, and it's time to close the door on these baseless imaginations. Lastly, uh, Clayman, the founder of the Judicial Watch, whose other clients include the conspiracy theorist Jerome Corsi, made headlines this year when a legal ethics panel recommended that he be suspended for misconduct regarding his actions toward a female client who had refused to enter into a romantic relationship with him. As he unveiled Zimmerman's new lawsuit on Wednesday, Clayman said he would hold a news conference about the case on Thursday. That session will be held at a movie theater claiming is inviting journalists to view a new documentary about the Martin case that centers on the lawsuit allegations. Now, I know that was a large uh, undertaking right there. Thank you all for listening to that. Uh, however, I thought it was very important. As you see, George Zimmerman has hired a lawyer with a sketchy past himself to go ahead and, uh, and bring this case. I just want to say this, you know, really quick. This is an insult to injury. George Zimmerman, you profited off the death of a 17-year-old innocent young man who was doing nothing other than going to the store and going back to his father's home. He lost his life in a battle that was just unnecessary and unfounded. It was based on suspicion and racism. You 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 basically you 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 just you racially profiled this young man. You followed him against uh, legal. Uh, hold, or I should say, against the uh, better judgment of the people you were on the phone with on 911, you arrested him, and then you claim self-defense. I don't know how it's self-defense when you attack someone. That's not self-defense. You went ahead, you caused this altercation, you knew you had the gun, you just wanted to kill somebody that day. And it was a travesty of justice that you were able to walk away without any time, without any sort of probation, without any sort of restitution whatsoever for the family of Trayvon Martin. And then to bring this baseless, unfounded lawsuit up is just a slap in the face to everybody. I call upon all, all, all these guys that call themselves shooters who, who are killing people that look just like them. I'm wondering, you know, you know, you hear these things on blood, on crip. Uh, where the crips? Where the bloods? Where the vice lords? Where my one percenters? Where the people out here who are shooters, who, who are known to let this man just walk? I'm not saying that I'm calling for the death of George Zimmerman. I'm just saying that if we're going to kill each other, we should be protecting each other as well. I mean, I understand collateral damage, but this man is just walking around and he's making a profit off the death of this young man. And I mean, what else could we do? You know, what, what else What else can you do uh, besides dismiss this lawsuit? You know, I'd be amazed if a court even takes this lawsuit. I, I hope it doesn't go any further than just this announcement. Uh, this this is, has no legal basis whatsoever. This lawyer should be ashamed. George Zimmerman should be ashamed. And we should be ashamed as a society uh, to let this man walk around. 
I do understand that there's a lot of hurt feelings when OJ Simpson walked away, but y'all made sure y'all got him on something. Can y'all go ahead and get this man on something? I'm 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 here in mind. Lisa, what's your thought? Um, I do agree with a lot of with what you just said. And um I don't I don't see I don't see it getting any better until we start standing up and demanding um, justice and start demanding things change. This man walked and, you know, we just, we just been going lollygagging and just going along our lives. And on top of that, we have injustice on top of injustice on top of injustice. So this man felt as if he can do what he just did and lightweight the because we just let it go we gave him the permission to do and carry on the way he's been carrying on we don't never demand justice from the police and the system when things like this happen it happens we march we cry out we talk about on facebook all oh, that's fucked up abc one two three and then the People get off, and then we just wait for the next victim to get killed. So what do you expect? You're going to keep expecting the same behavior going on because we ain't demanding things. We ain't demanding things to be changed. At least not. Obviously, we're not because things are still the same. So I don't, I think that it's fucked up. I think that. The family is going, it's just another, they just opening the wound up. And I'm just, I, this shit is just bullshit. He should have been going. You know what I'm saying? However he needs to be going, he, he should be going. Just like you said, we stand by and we kill each other and we fight and we, and we argue over stupid, mindless shit. But ain't nobody fighting for this man to be put, to, put in jail or... You know what I'm saying? Like, change the laws. Do whatever y'all feel like need to be done. But we ain't doing enough. So, yeah, we gave this man to go to to feel as if the way he's feeling. And that's how I view it. Deep? Well, I think it is. A, I think this is a slap in the face. I think that's exactly what it is. You know what I mean? It's a slap in the face. Some of the fact that this dude is still able to um, <clears throat> walk around and do these type of things. And do anything, matter of fact. It is, you know, I'm not calling for anything, but it's a slap in the face. And this lawsuit, to me, it's like, you know, fame is a powerful drug, no matter how you get it. You know what I mean? And it, to me, it smells of my name ain't in the streets no more. I got to do something to get back into the public. Wow. That's all it seems like to me. Wow. You know what I mean? So, you know, we haven't heard of George Zimmer in a while. Let me file a lawsuit, get, get my name back in the streets. And because, you know, it's absolutely ludicrous. For one, you killed the boy. You know, that's not in dispute. You killed him. You killed Trayvon Martin. All right, so to sue the family of the child that you killed, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, you know, how low can you go? You know what I mean? And this dude has been in and out of jail. He's been in and out of jail ever since this thing happened. You know, he's been, you know, there you can pull up the, all the uh, things that he's done and, and, and reporting. I don't know how true it is, but supposedly he auctioned the gun off. Mm -hmm. You know, and I don't know, you know, I've seen it a couple of times. I'm not sure how true. How he, he did it. He did do yeah. it. Actually, did yeah. it. Yeah, I yeah. thought so. The gun was bought for quite a large, uh, pretty penny. And if you, if you, if you watch the Trayvon Martin documentary that Jay-Z did so wonderfully, you see the, the support that he had during his trial you know so he's a he he has the cloak of white supremacy covering him on that end you know and that's why you know the fact that he can still walk around with impunity and do the things that he do we'd be more mad at takashi 69 you know what i mean and we hear about this guy you know what i mean so it's just it is it's just ridiculous to me and it reeks of 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 publicity stunt. I don't think he, like you said, I don't think he really believes he's going to win. I just think he wants his name back in the uh, trending. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, it doesn't amaze me that he would want his name back in the spotlight with the 2020 election coming up. 
because I guess he feels this way. He could go on a, a speaking um, circuit and make money uh, while he's probably campaigning from the Trump administration. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, because What's up, he's, William he's been backed by gun lobbyists. He's been backed by the What's up, Keish, cool Keith? Uh, party uh, several times. Just a, a list of George Zimmerman past run-ins with the law. July 2005, Zimmerman was arrested and accused of resisting an officer with violence near University of Central Florida. And August of 2005, a month later, Zimmerman's former fiance filed a restraining order against him, alleging domestic violence. February 2012, Zimmerman fatally shot 17-year-old Trayvon Martin during a confrontation. In July 2013, police in Foley, Texas stopped Zimmerman for speeding in the 60-mile-per-hour zone. Zimmerman was let go with just a warning. September 2013, Zimmerman is stopped by police in Lake Mary, Florida, and given a ticket for doing 60 miles per hour in the 45-mile-per-hour zone. September 2013, Zimmerman's estranged wife, Shelly, dials 911 and tells police dispatcher that he punched her father and threatened her with a gun. She later desires against Bredesen charges. September 2013, a Florida Highway Patrol trooper stops Zimmerman along Interstate 95 and issues a warning because the vehicle's tag covering windows were too darkly tinted. November 2013, Zimmerman is arrested by Seminole Colony authorities after a disturbance at a home in Opa. Opaka. So he's a he's a he's a he's a thug, man. He's a he's a. He's, That's the definition of a thug. Yeah. Well, if you give a black man that same arrest record and he got stopped for doing sixty and a forty-five, chances are he wouldn't be alive right now. No, he would have been dead. And they would have said, "Oh, there was a gun in the car. Even if he was legal gun holder." What's up, Shondell Ray? Eleanor Reeves says, "My family says hello from the ATL." What's going on, What's up, ATL? Man? What's up, man? What's up? So. Um, but at least I think that you made some good points. It, you know, we, we had our moment, and even now we're complaining. What have we done to help start changing the laws in Florida? The stand your ground needs to be scrapped. Obviously, it's a law that gives What's people up, Miguel? who have preconceived mm -hmm. notions about another demographic the uh, free range to go ahead and kill. Now, we did see where a man uh, killed a black man, a white man killed a black man in Florida, of over a parking spot yeah. type thing, but he just wanted to kill somebody, and they did sniff that out, mm -hmm. you know. And but you know what? As long as that law's on the books, you're gonna have people that say, "Oh, I feel threatened. Go ahead and pull that pull that gun." Well, they, I think that people that are like that are going to say they feel threatened no matter what law is on the books, whether it's that law or another law. So I just I think that the system needs to start being held accountable for the things that they're doing. So, I mean, whether, because no matter what laws we have on there, they're going to find some way to put that on, you know, when, when they need to use it. They'll, they'll well, find some way. We definitely got to get that one off of there to so, protect our brothers and sisters yeah. in Florida. We got to get that law but there's a lot of law. Books. There's a lot of laws that need to be there's taken off. There's a lot of laws, but that one in particular is what I'm saying right now. No, I agree with you. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm co-signing what you're saying. I agree with you. There's a lot of laws that we need to examine. Yeah. You know, I think, but part of it is to keep us in poverty or keep us worried about, and when I say us, I'm talking about the non-dominant society as a whole, to keep us worried about how we're going to eat the next day, how we're going to pay bills. So we can't have think tanks and things like that to go ahead and fight this effectively. But I believe that there's enough recognition on this mm -hmm. that we can go ahead, start a petition, get, get, get some legislators behind us, find some politicians in Florida that will run on, hey, I want to repeal Sandra Ground. Let's start putting people in play that can help us. Let's start controlling the narrative. Let's stop, let's stop being reactive. Let's mm -hmm. start being proactive. Right. Let's get a watchdog group where we can start watching these laws. They, they slide these laws in under other things. They might pass a tax levy that'll have XYZ in it. Mm -hmm. And it's going past because we don't have the time to read it. Mm -hmm. Well, go ahead. Finish your thought. I, I was just co-signing what you are saying. No, I, I, we definitely need to yeah, repeal this. Yeah, but I think that even though we do need to repeal that law... The, the we also need to get into the system and start digging the system out, like you said, get people in there that can help us out versus that's about you know what I'm saying it's about that look like us. Say that because other than that, we're going to keep going through the same thing over and over and over, and it's it's literally insanity. Right. Well, Big Miguel De Jesus, what's up, bro? He says Zimmerman is the product of, of the racist white America, KKK. He is protected by them and glorifies it. Mm -hmm. I, I agree with he that. I he mean, is. He's like the Ted Nugent's of the world. You know, you go in, Ted Nugent, when this happened with Trayvon Martin, called him a dopehead. 
just because he's a young guy smoking marijuana. What kid don't experiment with things? You know, just, you don't, so he deserved that? No, come on, y'all. Um, this, this is time for us to wake up and to be effective. It's okay to complain. It's even okay to do what we're doing. Let's use our platform to reach out to our brothers and sisters in Florida. Ask them, what do you need from us? Uh, having this voice, having this platform that we can start helping lobby and petition for maybe getting this law repealed. D, what's your thoughts on that? I mean, I, I want to go back. I want to go back a little bit too. You know, I just don't understand why this man hasn't been touched. You know what I mean? Yeah, we can go through the, the law, the lawful way, but the fact that he walks around with no security, with no uh, uh, record, no fear, recklessness for nothing lets you know how much respect we garner. And how, right. if you go, dress is seven five six right, right pond. I'm just joking. <laughs> if you, you know, I mean, we we'll check each other in, man, and we we'll you go to a city, you know. And, and, and you know it's you need a pass. You know what I mean? Cities. But yet this dude continues to move and operate. It's beyond me. It's With just impunity. beyond me. Yeah, it's beyond me. Like you know, it's. I mean, and I'm not saying you know vigilante justice or whatnot. I'm not. Which I'm not calling. Yeah, I'm not calling <laughs> right or wrong. But you know, I just it just behooves me. To, and he's not no cop. You know what I mean? He's not no cop. It's like. It behooves me that, you know, he ain't fell down the flight stairs or he ain't had, you know, fell in the pool or, you know. He ain't had you know, Jeff Epstein yeah, treatment. It, it seemed like he's a clumsy, he'd, he'd be a clumsy guy, you know what I mean? Yeah. So somebody would have touched him. And, you know, and it, it, like I said, when I saw this, it was, it, it slapped me in the face. It, it hurt, it hurt my It heart. slapped me in the face. Yeah. Like, you got the audacity to sh shoot this boy. And has shown no. Okay, you you claim it was self defense, but I just watched. I watched the. Um, uh, I don't know if you you know wasn't that the baby, right? You know the, the rapper the baby. Oh, the baby, yeah. Right he now, on Saturday Night Live last night. Oh, was he? Okay, yeah. I don't know if you remember familiar that he shot he shot killed a guy at Walmart. No, I didn't. Yeah, no, I wasn't. yeah. Uh, uh, guy, I guess guy approached him in the Walmart with his family. You know, and the guy had a gun, and, and and the baby pulled out a gun, and he killed the guy. This was before he became. No, this was as he as he's been, as he's been a rapper, because I guess I say you know he's famous and he's known, and he 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 shot the guy, killed him, and it was rule self defense, even though he was sentenced to probation for a year because he had a gun and he didn't have no license, you know, and. They were, you know, he couldn't talk about it, but you could sense the remorse he had. And he was defending his family. You know what I mean? It's, it's something to kill a kid. Kill someone. And you killed the kid. And he showed no remorse for it at all. And on top of that, you want to sue the family <laughs> of the kids you kill. You get off of it. And then you turn around. You've been throwing it in everybody's face since it happened. And then you're going to turn around and sue him for $100 million. And man, shout out to Trayvon Martin's mother. I think she's running for council. Yeah, she is. Council, you know, something like that. I'm not sure. So shout out to her. You know what I mean? She, she and her, his, his, his father have shown nothing but class, respect, and dignity. They carried themselves in such a way through the whole thing. So I want to big up them, man, because to me it's just it's a publicity. He wants some. She wants some shine. Mm -hmm. yeah. You can tell he's a he's a he's a. Uh, He's a he's what they call it a, a popularity whore or whatever. You know what I mean? He just wants. He's being spotlight. Yeah, he need now, especially when he done felt it, he done had his fifteen minutes. So this is just a way to get a couple more minutes on that fifteen. No matter how, no matter if you got to drag the family back through this whole thing, I'm sure they don't want to do. That's hey, can, I, can I give a shout out to former Republican governor of Ohio, John Kasich, for not allowing the stand your ground to go through. Now, this is the time where. We look at things in black and white. Republicans do this, Democrats do that. This is a Republican governor who said, no, I ain't doing that. The last action of him leaving the office was like, no, I ain't having that in Ohio because I know what that can cause. So I want to say shout out to John Kasich for doing the right thing. Y'all, sometimes we don't have to vote along party lines, find out who's doing what and who's doing the real thing. You know, but once again, let's use our platforms. Let's use our mouthpieces to change certain legislations. Go ahead, Lisa, I cut you off, I'm sorry. Uh, I think Zinderman is the definition of a sociopath. Yeah. Like he would fit in that category. 
I don't think there's any doubt. And it's, it's amazing. We just talked about how they uh, they dig into the characters of the victims when they're black, but they never dug into this because he was a he was already, you know, had some loose cannon. Yeah, before this, you know what I mean. And when you you see all the things about the guy, you know, the fact they never dug into his past, they never really got in. If anything, they tried to cover things up. You know what I mean? To to because it was a black kid, it'd have been interesting if it was a it was a white kid. How would it have played out? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It would have been like that cop that was in Minnesota that shot the white lady that was here from Australia. He doing time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Did we say exactly, anymore? Right. Mm-hmm. That was a cop responding hey, to a call. Yeah, George Zimmerman would have went from being a, a white guy to a Mexican real fast. Yeah. Hey, uh, <laughs> and just so anyone who wants to criticize that list of things I gave about his run is. That was a Fox News report, and I went ahead and shared the link. So it's not anything that's necessarily bipartisan or that's right. leaning toward toward us. You know, it's a left-leaning type thing. So, uh, or I should say, non left, but you know what I mean. Anyway, thank y'all for listening. Yeah. Bottom line, uh, in the synopsis, big picture, George Zimmer is a piece of shit, and <laughs> you know. May may whatever happened to him happened to him. Y'all Ooh. checking him. Can somebody oh. put that on their mama? Or, <laughs> yeah. On their color. Oh, gay, or gay. Or gang, gang. Could, could, could some of y'all just at least confront him? <laughs> you know, touch him something. Yeah. I am black as I hear. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Smack stop stop arguing about who the fuck can walk on what street corner yeah. and go handle what need to be handled. Say that. Yeah. You get back and kill each other later. Yeah. You know I mean? <laughs> put that on pause. <laughs> Y'all tapped in to the full disclosure show. Derek Lamont wins the first. Bobby Rich Green, Dick Dashley, Lisa Lisa, Little Lady House. Call us, give your feedback. 330-578-4230. Keep commenting on the on the piece of shit known as George Zimmerman. Bobby <laughs> Pata just said, I said that to say that. Oh, he said, if Zimmerman lived to Sugar Heights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just put a laugh emoji on Yeah, there. yeah, I see that. I, you said, I, said, I, I, yeah. I really don't think that people are out here trying to get out. I don't oh. think so either. I yeah. really don't either. I agree. Okay, here's the question. I really don't think so either. If you, as a citizen, for the viewers and people listening, would you confront George Zimmerman? I ain't saying I heard him. But would you confront him? I would, ha- him I would have had to. I would have to. Yeah, I don't If I ran into him yeah. somewhere, I would have to say something to him. Yeah. Spit in his eye, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Something. I mean, I would have to. I, I did hear somebody chin checked him on the street. He got out of his car. This was yeah. the Fox thing. He got out of his car trying to yell at somebody. And dude chin checked him. Yeah. Good. Yeah, he chin checked him. He's like, oh, you know, bro, I don't know who you, <laughs> who you rolling up on. You know at I mean? the very <laughs> least. <laughs> so moving right along here, I guess I'm going to go ahead and slide into my thought process of the week. You know what I mean? I, I want to talk about, well, I, I, I consider what toxic behavior. And I, I, I want to make a push, right, for anybody who's listening and anybody who's, uh, who checks into this. Like, you know, when we talk about toxic masculinity, right, and we've talked about it several times, you know, the, the theme of toxic masculinity always seems to come up. And right now, I want to make a push to separate these two words, toxic and masculinity, because I think what's happening is Anything that's masculine and manly is now being labeled toxic. And I think that's very detrimental to us going forward. So, because, you know, we grow up and, and there's toxic behavior, right? The things that's toxic that a man does is toxic when a woman does it too. You know what I mean? It's toxic when anybody does it. You know, anybody do, you know, when we start to isolate these toxic traits, you know, that we basically, when we're talking about culture, we're talking about generational curses, things handed down from generation to generation, bad behavior. That's what we're talking about. Correct. This is not isolated to masculinity, and it seems like that's what's happening. So, like, I want to just try to encourage anybody to dead that term toxic masculinity, and you see anybody using it, you know, dead, try, try to get them to understand the dead that term, because I think it's very, it's like gang gang culture. We just talk about gang culture. Gang culture is a toxic behavior. It's a toxic culture. You know what I mean? It's a way of thinking that has been passed down that gets people killed, that gets our, our young people in jail. It's a way of life that needs to be reformed. This is not toxic masculinity. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, we were talking about how 
men have a hard time showing, you know, some men we are taught, you know, that showing love is a weakness, you know what I mean? But this this is also happens with women also. You know what I mean? Like uh uh when when a, when a person is hurt, especially young, you know what I mean? They're taught in a way that love is going love not to love because it's going, you know what I mean? This is these are toxic behavior that make relationships hard growing up like that. And I don't I just want to try to isolate this whole toxic masculinity thing, man, because there's nothing toxic about masculinity. You know what I mean? There's nothing toxic about being a man. We need more men to be men. You know what I mean? But we need to understand, and women, you know, to understand what, you know, behaviors and what, you know, type of things that we can hold on to and what type of things, isolated things that we need to let go and work on that together. You know what I mean? Without calling out, men or, or manliness or masculinity as being toxic because you see you know it you know we get defensive you know what i mean and, and it's like it's hard not to when so many things are you know it's like we talked about uh uh when somebody's homophobic you know homophobic is really a, a extreme fear of homophobic of homosexuals or any of that you know what i mean but it's like now all things get thrown in in that homophobic. Now, if you if you say anything against, uh, oh, I, you're homophobic. Nah, that's not how it's supposed to work. It was basically for people who actually did something to you right. for being homosexual. They kicked you. They spit on you. They talked shit to you. You know what I mean? Some people even got killed. That's what homophobic is. Homophobia right. is. Homophobia is not a man saying, just like, well, you know, I really don't agree with homosexuality. It's not homophobic. That's your opinion. You know what I mean? Right. Hey, I let people live, but I don't agree with the lifestyle. That's your that's that you people shouldn't be canceled for that. You know what I mean? The same with this whole toxic masculinity. If I feel like I'm gonna stand my two grounds and be a man on my square on certain things, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just not. So, you know what I mean? We wanna try to separate at least me, wanna try to separate that to that and get rid of that whole term toxic masculinity because I can't stand it. So uh thoughts on that my beautiful black peoples. Well, I think I agree with what you said, you know, a lot of uh, behaviors that men are doing that are what men are supposed to do, you know, it's considered to be toxic. But I think maybe that comes into play when women have the ideal that I don't need a man. You know, I could do it by myself. The whole feminine movement. So I think mm -hmm. when women start getting more into the feminist movement, now things that men do is overbearing. So I think maybe there's a there's definitely definitely an imbalance between men and women. And now you got a lot of men, you know, it's a lot of this whole Men are doing metrosexual yeah. type. Things. I mean, as a as a as a man, it feels like you know, it's, it feels like an attack almost. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It feels like men are under attack for being men. <laughs> you know what I mean? I th I do. I agree, and I think that's because the feminist movement is trying to take over along with other movements. So everything that is mainly is bad. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think we definitely don't have an idea or concept of what man manliness is, you know, because a lot of it is showing the opposite. Our society now is showing the opposite of men are doing things that females are usually doing. And then you got females wanting to be, I can do it all by myself. I don't need no man for nothing. So I, I agree. I can see what, what you are saying and where you're coming from. Before you go, it's, it's like, this, you know, like, you know, we, I know growing up and, you know, I know, Rich, I know you can attest that the, the train of thought is, you know, you had to be taught to be tough, right? Mm -hmm. And that, that's how it's been generation to generation as a man. You know, and, and me growing up without my father, you know, you had other men who who took that mantle. Like, we had to make sure that you're tough. We had to make sure that you, you know, can be hard on the outside when you need to. And I don't 
call this a toxic trait. I think this is necessary. In the world, as a black man, in a world that is as hard and as, as cruel as it is, you know, you have to learn, you have to have a thick skin. You have to learn that at the same time, what, we, what we're not being, a lot of times we're not being taught is how and when to be soft. You know what I mean? So you, 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 you find yourself being hard all the time. And again, you know, these are, are uh, things that can be adjusted and people, and you can grow with, but I think some of it is a lot, it's very important. Dick Dodson? Well, you know, I, I had a long conversation this week with someone and we talked about code. What's your code? Mm-hmm. You know, certain things are about code. You don't let anything dictate how you operate outside of your own code. And as a man, you should have a code of operation, right? MO, a modus operandi. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean what is under attack. Like like what Lisa said with the feminism movement, anything that's considered manly now is toxic, and, you know, and to a degree. Uh, you know, uh, and, and some things are toxic. Like, we have feelings just like you. You got tear ducts just like a woman. Sometimes it's okay for you to let your emotions go. But the thing is, and we talked about this before, as a man, you always have to operate within your manhood. And I've noticed times that I've operated outside of mine or I I've tolerated more than I should. You give an inch, people take a, a, a mile. What, what Derek said, you give a dude or a, a, a rope, you think he's a cowboy. Mm-hmm. You know, so it could chip at you. And it's crazy because women be the first to disrespect men when they see how far they can go. They'll test your boundaries. And if you let them do this X, Y, and Z, they don't have as much respect for you as somebody who might even be sort of abusive toward them. I'm not talking about physically, but mentally, emotionally abusive. A person who's absent, they may have more respect for that person because that person operated in their manhood or they they didn't change their code. So I believe a lot of the stuff that we we talk about that's toxic, it has to be defined. Like Derek said, you know, oh, you you said this, you're homophobic, or you said this, you're you're this. It's just like, you know, when we scream somebody's a racist, we racist is used to too much. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. a bigot is not a racist. A, a racist is somebody who could who could affect your freedom, your livelihood, your job status, somebody who can keep food out your mouth. A big is just that that silly person that's at the store calling you an N-word or whatever. That's that that's not that's not consequential. That that's an inconsequential person. That person's not important in your life. That's not a racist, that's just an idiot. And we have to start understanding how these things are done. If someone is Behaving bad, that doesn't necessarily mean he's a toxic man. That just could be a toxic person. We have toxic people in our lives. People that all they have is negative. Matter of fact, I went through and purged a lot of negative people on my IG account. I don't like to have negative energies coming into my mind. I stay off Facebook as much as I possibly can. I know that's crazy that we broadcast on Facebook Live, but I'm going to be real with you. Facebook is quite negative to me. I go on and all I see is negative articles, negative things. And, uh, you know, so I leave that alone. That's a toxic behavior. But if we're looking at toxic behavior versus to- toxic masculinity, people have to remember a man needs to be a man. We forget what a man is. I ain't saying a man doesn't. You know, uh, music had a, had a song. He said, I was taught a man doesn't cry. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what a man, definition of a man, y'all need to listen to Gorgeous Dre, who, who's, a, who's a pimp, who breaks it down. You have to operate within your manhood. Even when you hurt. We have too many men out here that's ready to argue with women. And it's just as emotional as the people around them. When somebody could say something to you, one word, or trigger you, and you sitting there and you arguing just like a woman, or you gossiping like those guys were doing at the NATO summit about Donald Trump, that's not operating your manhood. I don't need to say They shouldn't be saying this behind his back. They should have been man enough to say it to his face. Mm-hmm. Hey, we were going to sit down. Now you're having a 45-minute conversation. Please, don't disrespect my time. I'm, I'm the leader of a mm-hmm. country, too. But you waited till he wasn't around, and then you said it. That was not manly. It's not toxic to call people out. It's a manly thing to do. Actually, it's a womanly thing to do. This is why you have so many generational curses and why certain nieces don't like certain cousins because their mama didn't like that auntie and all this other stuff goes on. And now the men are becoming part of that. We used to be separate from that. Now it's men just as gossipy as women. Mm-hmm. Whenever you looked at a family, the men were the cornerstones. They never kept the stuff going. Now the men keep stuff going like the women. It's getting blurred. Men be men. You need to operate as a man even when your feelings hurt. 
It's a code that we need to start living by. That's just like we were just talking about George Zimmerman walking around. It's a code. Back in the day, the code would have said George Zimmerman can't be around. Yeah, he can't be in that in that the, hood. The code would say, as a man, you don't need to be gossiping. Mm -mm. If you got a problem, man to man, remember back in the day, man to man, you had a problem with a man, you told that man to his face. Now you got men being mouthed. Derek was at work. This guy talking crazy to him like he wanted to hop like a frog. Derek gave him that chance. Then he backed down. Oh, you going to lose your job over this? Oh, so you saying you're going to come to me like you hard. But when I bring that same energy to you, now you want to go tell management. Get your... Anyway, uh, Trezana Saber said, peace, love, and light, everyone. Big Miguel de Jesus said, the black man has been under attack for years. Think about when welfare... Um, welfare would make sure that a man was not present in the house. That's true with Section 8, you're right, and that the black woman was not working. That's what popped the whole change. He gave the black woman a sense of handout and the black man a sense of not being needed. So from everything else, everything failed. And I agree with that. That's when, you're, that's mm -hmm. when that, that statement came up, I could do bad by myself. Because she can now have Section 8 and still support her family or she could struggle with you. It was probably easier for her not to have you in the house and do that. So you got that sentiment going. But you and know that's what? That's when that feminist movement we, started. We need to be past that. And you know what? Y'all black women that's following the feminist movement, no offense to the feminist movement, but where they at when your young black man getting shot? Where they at when these black kids is getting snatched off the streets in the whole nine? I don't hear the feminists saying we gotta protect black people. See that's mm -hmm. that's all that's another that's another so, uh, topic for another. I don't day hear I don't hear gay thing. people saying that. So y'all yeah. all you all for this, but two I gotta give fair light. Y'all know me. I'm devil's advocate. When we say we need to come together, and we say okay, yeah, all right, we together. We are gonna do this. We are gonna do that. And then let's say a gay man walk in. He like hey y'all, and then y'all all looking at him like oh well you can't be a part of this. Well why not if he black? He said he put his blackness over his homosexuality or she putting her, 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 her blackness over her lesbianism. No, man, we need to stop judging. We're going to be, be for real about everything. Be for real about yeah. everything. You know, sure. we need to learn how to give balance. And, I think that, and that's what it is, man. I think, and why I think it's so crucial, you know, words do carry weight. We just did. We just talked about the, the five words last week. And why I want to, you know, call it what it is. A toxic behavior is a toxic behavior. I can be, I can have toxic behavior and not be a toxic person. You know what I mean? It's like we got to stamp the whole thing. So because we have certain toxic traits that we all do. You know what I mean? We all do. But it sometimes only becomes toxic when it's mixed with something else. You know what I mean? That's all, the chemistry. You know what I mean? And so it's like I can have a toxic behavior. It doesn't make me a toxic person. You know what I mean? And so... This is the reason why we say what toxic masculinity and now when everything that's uh, attached to being a man is, is being labeled as toxic. You know what I mean? And so that's really what we, I, I really like. To, to yeah, it's a bro and that's what that's what happens now. Everything is painted with the same broad brush. So you know, I want to try to railroad against that man and uh, for your objectivity. Yeah, right? exactly, yeah. and and get everybody to. Uh, Jump on board with that, man. Kill that toxic masculinity and toxic femininity. You know what I'm saying? Toxic. It's just toxic behavior. Call it what it is. Okay. If somebody's doing something, you know what I mean? Call it what it is. But It's not living by codes. Let's just call it what it is. Have a code and operate in that. And then you deal with people on that level. Then you got to worry about that. With somebody overstepping their boundaries, you got to let them know. We got to cut them off immediately. But just because I might feel or think a certain way should make you feel or think a certain way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I do understand people getting under our skin, but we have to stop being so reactionary. You mean nothing to me in the scheme of things. You don't pay my bills. You don't feed me. You won't make love to me. Why am I even listening to you? Why do I even care about your opinion? True. Sure. The Full Disclosure Show, where we tell it like a T.I.N. Derek Lamont went the first. Bobby Rich Green, Dick Dazzley, Lisa Lisa, Little Lady House. We want to thank y'all for y'all input and everything. Keep rocking with us. Tapping in. We're gonna go ahead and move on to Miss Lisa Lisa, the little lady of the house. What's on your mind? So uh, I wanna talk about the Bible. And I wanna talk about this story of Gamara and Solomon. So I was reading this Bible and I came across this story and it kind of like threw me aback, like, how can you read this story and still be okay with the the religion? that you're in, which is Christianity. 
So if you're not familiar with the story of Gomorrah and Sodom and Lot and that whole group, basically Sodom and Gomorrah were twin cities and Lot was the gatekeeper. So uh, these angels come to Sodom and Gomorrah because Sodom and Gomorrah was a city that was considered to be heathenistic. It was barbaric. It was going against God and they had, they, they worship false idols. So the city was bad. So these angels come into the city and they run into Lot. Lot was the nephew of Abraham. And Lot says, hey, come to my house so I can feed you and wash your feet. After some resistance, the angels come. So while they're in there chilling, doing what they do, the whole city, the whole city of men, young and old, come and surround the house, knock on the door. Hey, where's those men at? Now this is where it starts getting crazy. So Genesis chapter 19, verse 5, this is where it starts getting crazy. So these men knock on the door and say, hey, Where's those men that, that came in there? They're telling them to come out so we can have sex with them. So I'm like, I had to read it a couple of times to make sure I was reading this right. So I'm like, okay. So then I keep reading. So then I get to verse eight and they're like, he's like, no, don't have sex with these men because they came here to my protection. But here's my two virgins daughter. You can have them and do whatever you want with them. So I'm like, wait a minute, did he just offer up his daughters to these homosexuals? And believe it or not, the homosexuals were like, no, we don't want your virgin daughters. We want the men. So they come in, they try to come in, the angels come out, make them blind, and they tell Lot, hey, get your family out of here because God wants us to destroy this land. So Lot and his family, they run off to a land called Zor. So the wife turns back, she, she, looks into, she looks at the city as it's burning down, they turn into a pillar, she turns into a pillar of salt. So now Lot and his two daughters like, hey, this city is weird, let's go to the mountains. So they go to the mountains and the daughter's like, you know what, there's nobody around here and we need to preserve our bloodline. So let's get dad drunk and have sex with him. So they get dad drunk the one night, the one daughter has sex with him, and then they get him drunk the next night, and then the other daughter has sex with him, and then they have a child. So I'm reading this story, and I'm like, how is it that we're reading this story and we're still able to worship these, these, this God? We're still able to be in this religion, this cult, group, clique, whatever you want to refer to it. How are you, and I, this, is just, this is just one story. Mm. You know, there's, there's crazy, there's other crazy stories. And but that's we just, Genesis? Yes, Genesis 19, verse 5, 8, and 31 through 36. So, I just want to ask the Christians and, and Bible readers, how is it that you guys are able to be in this religion and still yet obviously there's homosexual going on there's incest going on there's all types of things that if we knew today was going on in some family they would be shunned upon so and you would talk about them you wouldn't do nothing you wouldn't have nothing to do with them and you would be okay with your decision to not having the people in your life and they family because they're weirdos or they're different or however you look at them. But yet and still you're part of a religion that's doing the same thing that if your neighbor was doing, you wouldn't be doing. You know what I'm saying? You wouldn't be on board. Right. Yeah. So that's just one story that I like to uh, discuss. Well, Bob Patel, he was right there with you part and parcel when you were doing that. He said, here come sex my daughters instead of the two angels. And then, okay, how about we sex our dad and have children? And you just you yeah. went ahead and you, you said that. Um, you know, I'll I, I take that. You know, because I believe, just watching people, belief is stronger. That, that, that's the total cognitive dissonance. That, mm -hmm. that, that is the definition of that. Where you read something and you interpret it, 
another way when it's right there for you. But this isn't the, is that the only story in the Bible like that, or is there more? There's more other crazy stories, you know. But I just that you, was you, just you chose yeah, that one. Yeah. But it's like um, you know that's cognitive dissonance. You, mm -hmm. Like you said, you wouldn't have that in your house. You wouldn't want to be around a person who would do something like that, who would have their own grandchildren. You know, right. a, a man who fathered his own grandchildren, you would look at him like strange now because there's, you know, people here. Now, you might get people who say, well, there wasn't enough people around at that time. And they're the, the descendants of Abraham. Abraham is the father of all, Father Abraham. He, all the races and everything came from him, so there wasn't enough people, so they had to do it. So you're going to have people who are going to reason with that. Yeah. On that. But, you know, I, I, be, I believe, based <laughs> on what I've seen, that a person is going to believe and make up an excuse for anything if they want to believe that. And that's true. So all you could do in your state or all we can do in our state is just, hey, I'm just pointing out the facts. This is the Bible. This is the Holy mm. Bible. I didn't plagiarize it. <clears throat> the whole night is right. It's written right there. I didn't take it and I, I didn't add my own thought process to it. This is what is written in the pages. How can you follow a doctrine that would allow that type of behavior? But it's just like the same people who stay within the Catholic Church after all these priests have molested kids. You know, you got Bill Cosby doing time in jail, and priests, they just get really relocated to another monastery or whatever. So people are going to do and justify whatever they do no matter what. I think... I'm our, sure a Christian would say, well, that's why God destroyed the city, because yeah. that type of shit was But that's not on. why he destroyed the city, though. Uh, so. I said, Lisa, keep it real. Believers don't realize that if they profess belief, then the means that means everything in their manual. So you gotta believe everything in that book. Yeah, you can't don't can't take out this part and then pick out or choose all the good parts. Because there are good parts in the book, you know, that's that had good endings to them. Mm -hmm. But there's also bad parts to it that gotta make you be like, what? what? And when I first read it, I had to read it. <laughs> A few times. A few times to yeah. make sure I wasn't misreading it, to make sure. And then I had to take it to my friend and say, can you read this? And she looked at me like. Hey, but guess what? Those dudes in, in Gamora and Sodom, they stood by their code. They did. What was their code? Their code is, we want men. Yeah. And he tried to offer his door. He was like, like, no, we, I don't want them like, virgins. We, we what? What? What are men's this? <laughs> we it, want those men. It was like they was new fish uh, and, and sell block D. <laughs> like, uh, men on men. <laughs> men on film. Get down later. I would punch him in his mouth, knock all his teeth out. And I was just so baffled at how this father could offer up his virgin daughter, so daughters so easily without hesitation. And the girl, the women would probably be like, okay, well, God told you to do it, so... You well, know. Wasn't there another story where a, a guy was about to kill his son because God told him to? And yeah, he stopped, he God told him to sacrifice his son. Yeah. So I mean, you know, when you when you hear things like that, it's just I, I I don't know. You know, I'm not a believer, so we have to ask our Christians. You know, how do you how do you justify that? How you balance that? In your I mind? would really. What's your thoughts? Oh, go ahead, Lisa. I would really want to know. You know, some of our viewers that are quite are Christians. Feel free to chime in on this because I really want to know, you know, what are y'all opinion of this? Well, um, I would guess that they're not reading this part. You know, like I've been to church enough times to know that the preacher selects the parts that he wants to preach on and then he suggests those verses and those stories too his congregation and that's why they don't I used to always wonder why you know when they read the Bible why don't they just start from every other book you start from the beginning and then you just go through and they never do that mm -hmm. they would all they, you know sure they would did. jump around yeah and you know yeah. as a young I remember as a young kid they used to strike me as weird like you know nobody ever just started page one to page like you would do every yeah. other book and it's because there are certain parts of it that that they don't want to get into there's certain parts of it they don't want to explain. There's certain parts that doesn't uh, uh, attach or align itself to the agenda that the church or the pastor is trying to profess that day. And so stuff like this gets 
swept under the rug, get skipped. They're not going to go into certain things. They're not going to, you know, and then people are not going to read it themselves. They're not going to, no. you know, they're not going to go into it. That's the whole point of the reason why it's wet, the way it's written, the way it's wit, written, because it's not written for you to read it yourself. It's designed for somebody else to read it to you. And the people that read it to you are, they have to go to a school in order to learn to what parts to read to you. And, and you know, the thing is, like, it's allegory, you know what I mean? It's the mm -hmm. story used to try to teach a lesson. And if you look at it in that way as allegory and you see that, you know, how, a, you know, this city was going against God's will and then God destroyed it, basically you can take that and use it, you know what I mean, as in, okay, I'm the God in this story. You know what I mean? So a lot of the behavior in myself that I don't care, the toxic behavior that I have, mm -hmm. as God in my own story, I can eradicate it. You know what I mean? It's, it's, you can use these stories to as, as a motivational tool, you know what I mean? If you really understand what's being said in a lot of ways. So I think to me that's how when you say, yeah, it's good parts, and I mean, you know, it's about how you use it. And yeah, if you know how to use it. Learn, t learn the allegory and the stories and take the lesson that's supposed to be taught. These are universal lessons. Right. You know, they're universal laws. They're just being told in different ways. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's not literal. You know, you've ne you never heard of, you never was taught about Sodom and Gomorrah in school. You never had to do a paper on Sodom and Gomorrah. In history, you know what I mean? It, you know, you only hear about Sodom and Gomorrah in the Bible. And I always wondered, like, why is that? And I, as a kid, I tried to, I was wondering, like, well, if all this stuff happened, how come they ain't teaching this in school? And I was just mind blown on why they didn't teach us nothing. And, they, and I was being taught that the Bible was history, that these things had happened. So how is it that we learning about all this meaningful, I mean, meaningless people like fucking Caesar and, and those type of people, but we ain't learning about God and this is the way for me to get to heaven and to be righteous. I didn't, I, and nobody can answer my question. What's up, Jerome Jackson? Hey, Bob Pata shared something. He said, for interest, for interest parties, check this out. He shared a link in this conversation the skeptics skeptics annotated bible slash quran slash book of mormon so if you want to know anything about the bible it breaks these things down mm, you got to try to understand the uh the, the verbiage and uh what is meant to and what's crazy this is how you know that the story isn't hold on we got one more let me read the transient transient stables what's up lady some folks who say they are believers in any man-made religion will use any of the so-called scriptures to justify their wickedness. Yeah. They used to justify slavery. The KKK is a Christian organization. Mm -hmm. All right, go ahead. Please. And this is how you know that it's crazy. It's not supposed to be because as they're telling you this story, and I, I read it in different versions of the Bible. I read it from the NIV, and then I read it from the King James Version, and the verbiage is different. So why is the verbiage different? Like if it if if it's supposed to be what you said in this book, and you're gonna rewrite it, write it exactly as it is in each book. Don't change the verbiage because when you change the verbiage, you change the meaning and you change the understanding. Right. You know what I'm saying? So if I hadn't if I hadn't read if I hadn't read different versions of the book, then mm. I would just go from the King James version right. and be have a different understanding than when I read it from the NIV. Well, you know, 16 versions of the Bible. You know, the first is imperfect rule coming forth by day or by night. That's the Bible written in ancient Kemet. Then you have the uh, Septuagint version of the Bible. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you, you have uh, the Torah, the portion of that, you know, the, the First Testament, which the Judaism is, is founded on. Then, I mean, you had many, many more after that, you know, basically. And was it the Great Bible? That was the first Bible, Bible that was printed, the first book that was printed. Wasn't that the Great Bible? So don't get me lying, could be. I'm going to go ahead and share the story. Well, I will tell you this, that they, they're even changing from the King James Version to the New American Version, in which instead of saying, uh, you know, he was his skin was bronze and his hair was like that of wool, 
he came as a great light. They're going to take his black characteristics away. So eventually going to whitewash Jesus in that. So they're going to whitewash him anymore. <laughs> I mean, how whitewashed can he get? Well, you know, you know, my man D.L. Hughley, he had something to say about this this week. When you sit here and you present a certain image of the Lord and Savior to people, you psychology. If God looks like your oppressor, then what your oppressor doing must be acceptable. Mm -hmm. Now, what if they kept God or Jesus in this, in this instance with the same looks that he he, he had initially? They gonna say he was born in Scotland Yard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, 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 instead of looking like Kenny G, you know, he, he looked like you know Rufus Porter. You know what I'm saying? So you couldn't then justify treating these people the way that you treat them, which is us. You know, you would instantly start seeing us in a different light. Like, wow, they look like our God. I have to treat these people differently. So that's the wickedness of it. And only black people say it doesn't matter what color Jesus mm -hmm. is. You know, other people, I remember Megan Kelly, Kelly went off one year. It was like, it was proven Jesus was white and that Santa Claus was white mm -hmm. and blah, blah, blah. It, it means something. You don't, do. Don't you? You said it doesn't mean. If it anything, doesn't mean nothing, why every why, culture's God looks, look, like, looks them. like looks like them? You know, why does a, a Hindu God look like you know Indian You're people? Right. Why does uh, the Asian God Buddha look like them? You know, even even with when you think of the Arabic religion, Islam, you know, they're not allowed to depict God, but that's a great strength too because it means that I'm not going to put you over me mm -hmm. in my mind. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even when they think about it, they're going to imagine him looking like them because Muhammad had no face and no hands. And you're not allowed to give him any sort of human characteristics. I think there's a strength that comes with that. Yeah. You know? But, you know, just like any other thing, all the Western religions are plagiarized off of the religions of the, the, the ancient Kemet religions. Facts. So, you know, everything, that's why they have Abraham in all of them. You know, that's why they have Moses in that. Moses is Thotmos III. He's buried in the Valley of the Kings. Every year on his birthday, when the sun hits, it illuminates his whole tomb. You know, when you talk about Noah's Ark, that's an ark that's actually built in Africa. It's in Kemet right now. So they take they took the stories of our ancestors, and then they just placed human characteristics on it, which we didn't have before, and then they put themselves in it. Mm -hmm. And then they gave it back to you like they were giving you something. But the more research you'll do, the more it's uncovered. The deeper they dig in this earth, the blacker the earth gets. Why do you think they find the same uh, pyramids that they find in Africa, they find all over the world because we traveled the world. Right. That's why when people say, oh, we Native American, okay. When people say we African, okay. okay. When people say we Indian, okay. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't, it's semantics. Where were we at first? We were the first people here. That's just proven. So let's stop arguing about that and move forward as a diaspora. You know, we, we letting people kick our asses every single day. All this stuff is great talking about religion. It's great talking about your Actually, you know, to me, it's mundane because it's about economics. This whole thing is about economics, and they want to keep us sidetracked with the fodder, with the cannon fodder. We need to be talking about the main thing. It's about money, y'all. It's about positioning ourselves in order to get it. You, They set up the system. You know what? Let's learn the system and play it better than them. Because if all things were fair, we'd be in the lead right now. That's why they have to come up with unfair things to make sure that they subjugate you, to keep you in prison, and to keep you unintelligent. You don't need their colleges anymore. You can educate yourself on Google. You can educate yourself on YouTube. Now they got so much false information out there. They want to get you anybody who's black that's successful successful that's a billionaire had to sell their soul to the devil. This was their blood sacrifices was that. All that is BS. Why is it that only the black man have to sell their soul or a black woman got to sell their soul for success? That's right there that's putting in your brain that you're inferior if you believe in this because you're saying that nobody that look like me can make it. All of this is mind control. Religion is mind control. If you eliminate religion, you eliminate a lot of this craziness that goes on. But then again, sometimes religion keep people on a straight and narrow. Because I know some killers who ain't had Jesus. I was like, whoo, thank God they religious. Woo, buddy. Because I swear I had my gun ready when they got out of jail. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to hijack your thought process. No, I do think that sometimes religion, is, um, as silly as it may sound, I do think that religion does sometimes help, yeah, help people be a good person because they feel in their mind if, if, if I do this. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna go to heaven or if I do this, I'll go to hell. And if it wasn't for Jesus, 
blah, 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 X, Y, Z. As crazy as that may sound, I think that can be the case for a lot of people. What about you, D? I don't know. I, I think, you know, in the words of the late, great, legendary Aretha Franklin, you know, you need to think. <laughs> you know, we just, just think. You know, people just think for yourselves, that's all. I mean, you know, just comment on that, you know, like, if you're a good person, you're a good person. If you want to be a good person, you can attribute it to Jesus, you can attribute it to your kids, you can attribute it to your wife or your husband, you can attribute it to whatever motivates you, but the bottom line is you have to, faith without work is dead. You got to do the work. You got to, you know what I mean? I know people who have changed their lives and they attribute it to religion, but they have to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, because if, if that was the case, it'd be, there's too many scumbags in the church yeah. for it, you know what I mean? That's so, exactly. you know, people, if you're a good person, you're a good person. You know, whoever you want to give the, the credit to, that's, hey, that's up to you, but give yourself some credit. But how, <laughs> how, how, how good of a person are you if it takes the threat of eternal damnation for you to be what a decent human being? And you said something profound, man. This is something I've been going back and forth with over a while. Think. You know, I, I, I you see like these, think. these Trumpsters and all think these about other things. Trying some people to look at us when they start thinking like, I heard a call, well, what do you think about this? And isn't that part of the Illuminati and all this? And then you just, I sit, I start shutting down because I'm like, I don't even have conversations with people like that. It's not that I think I'm so above them. I'm just not going to get caught up in the weeds in it. But Derek hit it on the head. Most people don't think they're giving their thoughts. So people like us who are learning this stuff need to start giving them the right thoughts. Belief is the exact opposite of thinking. Yeah. yeah. You know, when you believe something, that means you ignore every other particle evidence or thought or feeling that this may be true or be false. You know what I mean? When you believe something, you know, I, you, you walk in the, in, the, in the house, you got a bloody knife, and, and, and somebody's dead, I'm like, nah, I didn't do it. Well, I believe you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I believe you. I don't, you know, because I don't want to believe, you know what I mean? I don't want to think about the fact that, of, of what you might have done. See what I'm saying? But when you think, you know, once you open one door, you can't stop the nuts from opening. You know what I mean? So my, my girl, Rita Franklin, say, think, folk. That's why we do topics like that to, to try to encourage Your thought. Thoughts. You know what I mean? To the thinking. Yes. Think for yourself, man. Don't let nobody else give you your code. You know what I mean? Your code is going to be flawed if it's given to you by mm -hmm. someone that's not yeah, true. Mm -hmm. And you know what I mean? Exactly. So, again, man, thanks again. Great show. Thanks, everybody that's joining us. Everybody that tapped in with us. Man, we greatly, greatly appreciate it. And like I said, like like the uh, link, share it. Everybody that's dealing with us, you know what I mean? Uh, tell the people you love them because tomorrow ain't promised to nobody. It's all love all day. Daryl Lamont Wiz the first. Bobby Rich Green, Big Dick Dasley, Lisa Lisa. Stay royal. It's all love all day.